and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, the unfiltered and unmasked podcast about everything autism. Here's your host, Devin Morrissey. Hi, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic with me, Devin Morrissey. I want to officially welcome you all to episode nine, where today I'm going to be answering questions that many people out there may have about being autistic. The Mighty.com last year asked several individuals on the autism spectrum to share their experiences with autism. Since I have not done an episode in a while with just myself since the podcast dropped, I'll be answering some of those questions. In addition, I'll also be answering autism-related questions that I have been asked by family, friends, and faithful listeners and viewers of this podcast. So one of the first questions that Mighty.com asks is, If you could tell the world one thing about autism, what would it be? I guess I'll start off by saying this. Autism is a lifelong journey. Autism to me is happiness, loneliness, the highest of the highs, the lowest of the lows, confusion, excitement. In other words, autism is all the checkboxes of life. My autism has constantly made me learn so much more about life in ways that honestly I never expected about how I see the world and how the world sees me in return. Yes, I may not have the best eye contact. Yes, I might not have the best social skills, but I am smart. I am funny. I'm optimistic and I'm knowledgeable about certain things and interests in life that people may not think at first glance. For example, being a Disney nerd myself, I know that the opening day of Disneyland was far from the happiest place on earth. When Let's say about 11,000 people were invited, but 28,000 people ended up attending the opening day festivities. Not to mention that there was a gas leak in Fantasyland on opening day, but ABC didn't really cover that on their opening day television broadcast back in 1955. Ouch. The next question is, what are some things, behaviors, thoughts, feelings, symptoms that you were surprised to learn that were related to autism? Well, I have to say that the thing that really surprised me the most is that research has shown that it's come to experience mental health issues and that autistic people are more than likely to have other mental health conditions compared to a non-autistic individual. In a way, that actually makes a lot of sense. I battle anxiety along with 50% of other autistic people. And according to psychcentral.com, anxiety is experienced in ways that I can relate to. Like, for instance, constant worry all the time. I also battle depression as well, and it has also shown that autistic people are four times more likely to experience depression than non-autistic people. Now, I have opened up in recent years about past teenage bullying and harassment that has greatly contributed to my depression, but I have learned to get the right support and to continue to tackle it, even though I will be battling both anxiety and depression for the rest of my life. Question number three, what's a myth about autism that you want to debunk? So it actually, there are actually two myths about autism that I want to debunk. The first one, vaccines do not, and I will repeat, do not cause autism. It is a myth that has been debunked time and time again for years. Don't fall for the conspiracy theories out there. And no, I would never look for a cure to not be autistic, even for all the money in the world. The second myth that I like to debunk, is that people honestly think that autistic people just live with their parents or in group homes as they grow older, and they can't live independent lives. And I'm here to tell you, it couldn't be further from the truth. 
I've been living on my own and taking care of myself for years, from cleaning my bedroom and cooking meals for myself to paying bills and taxes and even taking care of car maintenance problems that may arise every now and then. Question number four, what do you love and or dislike being about autism? I don't really think that there's anything that I dislike about being autism. It's pretty much all that I like or love about being autistic. I would say, though, the one thing that I love about being autistic the most is I love proving people and society wrong again and again and again. When the doctors that diagnosed me told my parents I wouldn't go to college and get a degree, I not only went to college, but I got my bachelor's and my master's degrees from two prestigious colleges and universities. When the doctors that diagnosed me told my parents that I wouldn't live independently, I did that straight out of high school and am now living in downtown Los Angeles, one of the busiest cities in the United States, if not the world. I just honestly love showing that we autistic people are not confined to a tiny little box, but rather we're breaking out of the box and we're kicking down that box hard. So question five, what are some things that an autistic person should never feel ashamed about? Well, I will just say this. Never, ever, ever be ashamed about your special interests. Those special interests make you you. If you're into technology, stay into technology. If you're into trains, stay into trains. If you're into astronomy and know all the space shuttles from NASA and the people on board all those shuttles, then stay into anatomy and keep the names of all those space shells from NASA and the people on board all those shuttles in the front window. Who knows? You, they actually might come in handy one day. The second thing that I should say that an autistic person should never feel ashamed about is never, ever, ever be ashamed about the traits that come with autism. Now, there's a lot of traits that come with autism, like stimming, occasional sensory overloads, and of course, those meltdowns. Now, I have masked for the longest time to the point where even though I don't have meltdowns like other autistic people, I do have moments when I'm in a sensory overload with certain environments or situations. And to be kind of honest, there's really nothing wrong with that. Embracing who you are as a person on the autism spectrum is super key. Now, the next question is, what are some harmless comments people have said about you being autistic that actually hurt? Now, given that there have been some pretty ableistic comments out there that people say that are harmless, but in reality are actually kind of harmful, I actually came up with two. The first one, you don't look autistic. Okay, just because I've masked for many years and may act neurotypical doesn't mean that I can't spot ignorance from a mile away when people say that. Autism is not just black or white. It, it's literally like an entire gray area. What I mean by that is autism comes in all levels, all shapes, all sizes, all colors, all genders, you name it. Now, the next harmless comment that people have said that have actually hurt um, was actually said by the partner of a very close, close friend. Being a fellow actual autistic person, I'm surprised you don't know this. Okay, so two things about this. One, I have been very, very, very vocal about this. My autism is mine, not theirs, not no one else's, but mine. I know more about my own autism and how it works than this, than that person or anybody else on this planet. Two, 
as much as the autism community is a family and we're united, we are very much divided on certain things, like symbols and like how we want to be represented. Saying that you're actually autistic is extremely important, of course. But at the same time, keep in mind that there are nonverbal autistic people out there or very low-functioning autistic people that can't speak for themselves. Not just one person represents the whole autism community. It's different size, different people, and yes, different opinions. Now, this does not mean by any means we should be throwing insults at each other on social media when we don't agree. Rather, we should be trying to see more eye to eye and having thoughtful and open conversations and discussions. So this next question is actually from a family member that I've grown up with all my life. What is stimming? And what are examples of how you stim? So this is actually a really great question. VeryWellHealth.com has defined stimming as a self-stimulatory and repetitive patterns that involve movements or sounds. Now, stimming has been shown to help regulate autistic emotions and can be incredibly helpful during stressful and difficult times. For example, I am a big music fan. And when I'm getting jobs done inside and outside of my apartment, I'm always listening to music. And one thing that you will know about me is that I hum a lot. Like, mm, I will hum loud in places, like the grocery store, at the gas station, wherever, you name it. And it actually helps, keeps me self-regulated, believe it or not. Now, this next question is actually from quite a few faithful listeners out there. And I know that it's been all over social media. Are you going to be on season two of Love on the Spectrum US that drops on Netflix on January 19th, since you were on last season at the bar on episode one with Danny? So since I've been given the green light to do this and the trailer is now out, yes, I will be back on this new season of Love on the Spectrum US. If you look for the official trailer on YouTube, you will see my head of hair on the thumbnail of the official Love on the Spectrum US season two trailer. Now, I'm not going to say how many episodes I'm on. If it's just one episode, like last season or more, you will just have to watch and find out. Now, I do think that before I move on to any other questions, I do think that it is important for me to say this and give you all a heads up for all of you Love on the Spectrum fans out there or people that watch the show. Danny and I are just friends. My real girlfriend's name is Andrea. I made a comment on season one when Danny asked me how my dating life was. I said, quote, I have myself a fourth date coming up. Same girl. That girl is Andrea. And now we have been together for the past three years. Now, there have been a lot of comments on social media questioning that last season. So if you're curious to know about my love life and my personal life outside of the show, check everything before you make assumptions that might hurt others. Speaking of love on the spectrum, this next question is actually from a friend and a fellow cast member from Love on the Spectrum US. How come you parted ways from friends when you've grown up? So I guess it's best to start off by saying there is absolutely no bad blood when I parted ways with friends. It's honestly just a natural part of life. It's not like I've had fights with many former friends and just say, okay, you're now out of my life. After graduating from high school, I began to realize that you can actually choose the people that you want to have in your life, rather than having to be forced to be around others that may not have always been the nicest back to you. And turning 30 this past year also gave me a new perspective that it's not the quantity of friends that you have, but it's the quality that you have. And I have to say right now that I am very, very blessed with the friends that I have in my life now from all different walks and paths of life, both autistic and not. 
This next question is from another friend. Um, when did you feel like moving far away from your parents as an autistic adult? That's actually a great question. So for those of you that do not know, I left home straight out of high school, like maybe just a few months after graduating from high school. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area all my life. And quite frankly, I was really ready for a change. People that have followed my blog or have heard me speak on other podcasts may recall about me talking about needing a fresh start after a complicated and sometimes traumatizing childhood. Los Angeles was the land of opportunities, and in a way, for me, it was the fresh start that I honestly desperately needed. Right around the time that I was moving to Los Angeles as a college freshman, I really began to find myself again, and I really learned to embrace being autistic down in L.A., I love the city by the bay. San Francisco, Oakland is in my blood. And honestly, it's always going to have a special place in my heart. So the next question is from another faithful listener. I've seen a lot of wonderful photos of you and your girlfriend on your social media. What's one piece of advice you'd give other autistic people when it comes to navigating romantic relationships? So to that faithful listener, thank you so much for being so kind of so supportive. I have been with my girlfriend, Andrea, for almost three years now, and she's not autistic. There's honestly too many pieces of advice to give to an autistic person since I've been with Andrea, as honestly, I've learned a lot. The biggest tip, though, that I can give, be honest with your romantic partner about being autistic. Whenever my girlfriend asks me questions about being autistic, she asks out of kindness, curiosity. And of course, love. And honestly, she wants to know more so that she can better understand me. Don't ever be afraid to open up. If your partner loves you and embraces you wholeheartedly for being autistic, then honestly, it'll be a piece of cake. So the last question is from another faithful listener. As someone who has been talking about being autistic for the past 10 years, if you could tell someone who's publicly revealing their autism for the very first time, what would that be? Honestly, that's a really good question. To that person who's publicly revealing their autism for the first time, I would say this. Publicly revealing your autism for the first time is a journey of self-revelation. That is your story to tell on your own terms and your own agenda. When I first told the world that I was autistic as an 18, 19-year-old college freshman, it was very scary to take off that mask for the first time in front of the world. You really don't know how people are going to react, let alone what they're going to say to your face or on a tablet or a computer screen. The journey is always worth it, as I would have never imagined of just how incredible my life turned out from just revealing my autism diagnosis to the world. Embrace every day of that journey and honestly, live your life wholeheartedly and autistically with 100% no regrets. On that note, thank you all so much for listening to this Q&A session on this episode. If you like what you heard on this episode and want to hear other episodes or stay tuned for future ones, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I'm Devin Morrissey, and I'll see you right here next time on Autistically Unapologetic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Autistically Unapologetic with Devin Morrissey. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, don't forget to rate and subscribe to stay tuned for future episodes. Again, thanks for listening.